This is CliffCentral.com. John Hunt is the creative founding partner of TBWA Hunt Lascaris. He's also an author whom we've spoken to about uh, his books before. But John is one of the leading lights in the advertising industry. And that industry, just like so many others, is finding it very difficult to deal with all of the changes and all of the tumult that's going on around us as a result of COVID-19 and the coronavirus outbreak worldwide. So, John, always nice to see you. I don't need an excuse to talk to you, but this is a good one. I know you've been very busy, and to just put it out there to let people know that you haven't been sitting at home twiddling your thumbs, you've actually been really busy at work with the Solidarity Fund, among other things. I think you're on the board there, aren't you? Yeah, well, I'm part of the team that handles a lot of the uh, communications. Okay. So that's all-consuming uh, job, although I have to say what this, what the these times have done, it's revealed the generosity of a lot of people, the kindness, the enormous willingness of people to go the extra mile. And I think these kind of times produces the best of people and, of course, around the edges, the worst. Absolutely. Um, but I have been very impressed with the average South African kindness, generosity of spirit. So even in these dumb, sometimes gloomy times, mm. it's important to remember we we have that kiss and we have that wonderful call it Ubuntu spirit, whatever. It's still there. It's not gone away. Well, I'm glad you brought up that these are gloomy times for some people because obviously we, you know, we can dwell on all the things that are making life a little bit harder and sometimes a lot harder for certain sectors of society more than others. But I, I did want to ask you particularly about the advertising world because, you know, that relies on communication. It relies on, on people who have relationships. It relies on, on being able to sell product effectively. And, and some products are just not sellable at the moment through no fault of the ad agencies the producers or the, the buyers. That's quite true. Uh, again, there's been good and bad, and probably the best way to uh, think about it for many of those products or, or brands, um, it's as if the world has put its finger on the pause button. Mm. So it's not that it's gone away, it's stopped. It's literally, you know, uh, certain segments of the, the industry have literally just ground to a halt. So the problem we have in the industry is knowing it will come back. So we try to tell our clients, please don't go dark. Now's the time to earn your spurs, if not through um, superficial advertising, you know, purpose, what is your purpose? Mm -hmm. Can you help? Can you pivot your business to um, maybe uh, help society at large in the moment in time, you will be rewarded for that when that new normal does come back. But you're right. You know, the, if you're selling, I don't know, high-end stiletto shoes, you can either do that online or not at all. And that's the other big thing, this online um, purchasing, less so in South Africa because there have been various restrictions, but globally uh, it's just gone through the roof. I'm sure you've read of Amazon employing 200,000 more people yeah. just to pack and work in, you know, warehouse. So you have this huge digital online pivot happening. And I suspect some of that will stay even when we go back to whatever is going to be called normal. Now, what, what do you think? You're a creative guy. And what I love about even your writing is that you're able to be so evocative of a, of a time, for example, when you were describing Hillbra in your childhood. What kind of a world does the imagination of John Hunt picture us inhabiting after this crisis is at least, let's say that it's, it's you know, somewhat under control, but, but not completely back to normal? How do you think the world's going to look and feel? I think it's going to 
there'll be certain sort of global issues and there'll be certain national ones. So um, take, take the office fridge. <laughs> yeah. um, always a bit of a skanky place anyway. And, you know, <laughs> this is my yogurt. Yeah. Don't drink my milk. Um, just from sort of germophobia, you know, I think they're going to be real action points where I don't know what the new cleanliness is going to look like, but it's a lot more clean than it used to be. So I think in even silly little things like that, hygiene, uh, travel, people discuss, should there be an economy class anymore? I mean, just being ridiculous. You so how do you social distance? If you book a seat 15 a and someone's sitting next to you in 15 B, especially if he's a rather large lady or gentleman, you know, you, that's it. So I think the world is trying to work out what this new place will be. And you'll have certainly in the way people go to work that will change dramatically. And I suspect people will choose to go to work, but to go to work less often. Um, many industries have discovered you can actually work very well from a uh, remote thing. I like seeing people. I like yeah. the... I'm less cool on the virtual hugs and I'd like a little bit of, of physicality and that sort of thing. Some people maybe will just have that in smaller dollops. So mm. perhaps we're seeing the death of the five day week, even in the more corporatized part of the world. And, um, someone as we speak is, you know, working out, well, if we have a third less office space and we do let people hang at home more, that's already happened to a degree, but I think that'll happen quicker. I think people will have a great need to, um, you know, share that cappuccino with folk and glass of wine with your family and friends. Mm. Uh, but for a while, there will be a distancing. There will be a, do you want to go to a restaurant and be served by someone who's wearing a mask? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's kind of, it's you want very weird evening with your, your girlfriend and this guy comes up yeah. to you with this, white things strapped under his nose. It's not the most conducive to a romantic evening. So all these things will play out and different people will have different sensibilities and different people will take shorter or longer to feel comfortable in, you know, in different environments. Do you think it's going to change the way people spend money too? I think so. I think spend first as in, you know, all over the world uh, online has, you know, has Mm. boosted, um, you know, just, gone off the charts for obvious reasons if you're stuck at home and you're a bit bored and you have some discretionary income you know go buy that dress those pair of boots the whatever yeah um but i think also the way people spend their money i'm hoping and this is me being philosophical as opposed to an empirical advice i would love to see people be less wasteful especially those who have too much compared to those who have too little all these calls for food all these calls for winter coming, you know, and if you've got six pairs of jeans in your wardrobe, how about giving away four of them? You know, uh, will there be a new, what did uh, our president say, a new social contract right? between us? You know, I would love that. Uh, I'm an an optimist. So I would love, as things thaw, people to remember those who have less and, try and find ways of both being kinder in their social discourse, but also um, giving more. Um, so perhaps out of the dark tunnel, 
there will be behavioral patterns that will make us shift to the good. You know, um, as you know me, I'm the optimist in that area. Yeah. Can't promise anything, though. Well, I, I, that's one of the reasons I was really keen to talk to you. And, and I, I realize how busy you've been. So it's, it's nice of you to be able to find time for us. But the reason I selfishly wanted to chat to you is because you are an optimist and you're one of those people who always finds the best in, in all kinds of situations, good and bad. And we've got to be honest that the politicians are not um, always to be trusted at times like these. They'll use any crisis to um, sometimes do very scurrilous and, and awful things. And while I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt as far as I possibly can, I think many people are worried that the new social contract actually means let's make everybody equally miserable rather than let's try and put people in a position where they're able to earn a living, be able to do what they can. And for many people, this lockdown is a, it's a, you know, it's a command and you don't have an option. And if your kids are going hungry, you're feeling very frustrated at the moment. People have got to be calm, right, John? They've got to be calm and, you know, at the same time, you, you can't be superficial. If you know, It's easier to be calm if you have a, a swimming pool and a large garden and, sure. you know, um, it's kind of superficial to say, and, and will everyone else just relax as you open another bottle of wine and stretch out on the patio? Mm. But you do have to find some internal equilibrium. So, again, I'm not trying to get into a political discourse, but sure. – if you take what's happening in America as the other side, more freedom or whatever, I'm not sure that's the right model either. There's so many balls, the economy versus an infection rate versus, you know, when will this peak versus not wanting to live in, in a jackboot dictatorship in inverted commas. It's equating personal freedom with the sort of social discipline. I am hoping, and again, this is my optimism coming out, that as we go from four to three to two, instead of us going from a defensive standpoint or maybe a static standpoint, we become offensive in the right word. So we show how we can social distance. We show this kindness. We show um, civil smarts, which then sends a you know a message to the government or whomever that you know um, we can do this. We yeah. we're there. I don't think people are going to go mad once the next level drops and the next level drops. While I'm fully understanding, you know, who you can't predict this in any exact way, mm. um, but what a wonderful thing it would be if we see this as a moment of, you know, solidarity, of unity, of proof that we that what's divided us in the past now actually has, you know, all but evaporated. So, I'm staying on that optimistic path, Gareth. Right. Well, that's that's useful to know. You're also a culture man. I mean, I know that TBWA, you guys are far more than the old ad agency that you used to be. You're now a cultural engine. How do you think culture is being impacted by this? And what kind of positive things do you see perhaps coming out of out of the, the world of culture and the, and the way that we interpret culture in society now? Yeah, that's a, a very broad question. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> One indicator, yeah. we had a meeting last week, a global meeting, obviously on um, Zoom or whatever it was. A, yeah. And one of us, our global strategists ran through a, a set of, you know, the influencers. Yes. Um, which, and it was kind of interesting. The influencers that were famous just for being famous, uh -huh. 
have kind of lost their voice because you know times have changed and you they are seen to be kind of superficial or very consumer driven or 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 and those that have a little bit of an edge or seem to stand for something even if you disagree with it have had their followings increase so that's just from one level i think culturally you're going to see the at a at a mega level i was told also you know if you are asian chinese in america at the moment you're not feeling comfortable you might be third or fourth generation um, american yeah. but this is a chinese virus and you have all these ugly subtexts mm. that are working their way through so from a on the street culture i think that's going to be a very very interesting one to watch as yeah. what does this virus meant from call it growing nationalism yeah and the world was getting more together certain countries you know that stayed so but the cultural imperative on nationality um is going to be probably reborn a little bit and i'm not sure you know uh, how that plays out i think people will be more from the arts point of view um you know literature music i suspect a little more introversion a lot of artists i've seen who've been sitting and post their stuff you can clearly see this has come from a head of uh, a man or a woman who is uh, in a confined space yeah and and some of them some of them really, really aren't that creative when they when they don't have the studio and the and the the hype people and the noise and you know some of them are actually quite unimpressive <laughs> it has to be said yeah, they, their heads are closing down. You know, that's yeah. the, the thing. We are a social people. Whatever way you look at it, yeah. you know, creative or not, we think better and we behave better socially with human contact. Well, I'm also interested in, in precisely what happens to things like awards in the advertising business now. Uh, awards are massively important. They, they allow agencies to, um, to say we're the best. And you guys at TBWA Hunt Lascaris have won many awards over the last few years. So what happens to awards? You can't have award ceremonies now. Well, they talk about culture and just the sort of, if I put my pointy advertising hat on, hmm. uh, TBWA has agreed for the foreseeable future, there will be no awards. Already. So we will not enter. We will not pay to enter because it just feels a little bit of an awkward stance yeah. When you have a you know a world pandemic and uh, fighting for the red carpet, so to speak, so there's a another interesting uh, this this domino effect is just it runs through everything. Uh, can has been cancelled. Really, uh, all the it's just um, it's evaporated because to get to Can you have to travel. Travel industry is closed. Some award ceremonies and some award shows have gone virtual, but many, many agencies have taken the stance. This is not the time to sort of enter awards or spend money on, call it self-glorification. I'm sure it will come back, but not for the foreseeable future. How's your lockdown been? Hmm. Well, it's been long. <laughs> I was in India Oh wow! for two weeks. Yes. And started panicking. I was on, on holiday with my wife. And then suddenly I felt this, this corona chase. Mm. And we cut our, our holiday short by uh, three or four days. Had to drive because 
the local planes, uh, the, the local flights were cancelled, got on a pretty empty Emirates flight, and then you start feeling, oops, got down, had to self-isolate for two weeks because we right. were out of the country. The day I was meant to wander out was the day the government said, no, national lockdown in South Africa. So I'm in week eight. Wow. I am fairly long in the tooth in terms of that. But I do have to say the advantages of being busy does help. Yeah. I'm writing another book on the side. I'm trying to get my head around that. Very busy during the day. Run out of good things to watch on Netflix. Same on all the other stations. So reading. Got some big chunky books that you know you always keep and one day, one day. Well, mm -hmm. that one day has arrived. <laughs> Lucky to have lots of animals. But, um, yeah, like everyone else, feeling the strain, I have to be honest. You know. Well, I, I'm glad that we have people like you, not only in the Solidarity Fund, but um, keeping an eye on, on business in general and in the advertising business especially. Uh, you've, you've been there through the tough times before. I mean, you guys were there, you know, during South Africa's transition. And you, you're, you have a very sage overview, a good grip of context, which I, I like to dip into from time to time. So thank you for making yourself available for us today. Thank you, uh, Gareth. And just as a, a sign of, please keep your voice going too. You know, I don't think media folk like you realize how important it is for us to tune in. Because even although you're in a lockdown in your home, to us mentally, you're somewhere else. So yeah. you're our window. Thank you for you know all you've done as well. Thank you, John. Love to the family and, and keep yourself happy and healthy and stay safe and we'll speak soon. Indeed, indeed. All righty. Good, Cheers, good. Sir. Thanks, John. Bye-bye. This is CliffCentral.com.